John Corcoran, Bailey Corcoran, and Brady Corcoran join me. So this is a real family affair. Let me go one person at a time, and I won't do this on every question, but I think this is a key one. What for you is fascinating about Gordon Lightfoot? And I'll start with Bailey. Oh, well, okay. Um, What's fascinating to me about Gordon Lightfoot, there's kind of the Gordon Lightfoot that is, you know, the artist, the legend, the Canadian legend, that by chance, my brother and I, by way of my dad, grew up literally on his music. Um, So it's kind of a multi-sided, like, what is what is fascinating about him but i think that just the his music and what he created to me that's that's the catch okay let me put the same question to brady i mean what fascinates you enough about gordon lightfoot that you wanted to be part of a documentary about him like bailey said you know we were raised on lightfoot i remember my dad was a land man uh when i was growing up and i just have very clear memories of joining him on his uh, trips around around Michigan, around you know, some more rural areas, and we'd be listening to Gordon Lightfoot. And at that time, it was, what, cassette tapes? Um, so he'd pop in a cassette tape, and you had to listen to every song. And we just listened to him over and over. And, you know, eventually you come to, you know, really internalize these songs, especially at a young age when you're absorbing that stuff and you remember it i mean i remember the lyrics and music to lightfoot songs that i haven't heard in 20 years if it comes on it just it's sort of so closely uh tied to that childhood memory and i remember asking there's one trip where i remember i asked dad every every song that came on what's that one about what's that one about and <laughs> so th- and that was fun for me and then growing up um then i became a musician and a person that's, you know, uh, just tried my hand at writing songs. And, you know, the more you do it, the more you realize just what a, a master of the craft that Lightfoot is when it when it came to writing music and lyrics in a way that's, that really resonates with people. And he does it in this way that's kind of almost deceptively simple. I always use the example of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I mean, that song was a hit, but if you listen to it, it is the same melodic idea over and over for six minutes, and somehow it became a hit. The melody that he sings and even the the guitar part, it's the same exact melody every time, but he does such a good job of building the arrangement and the lyrics tell a story that he was able to turn this that one four-bar melodic idea into a six-minute-long song that is is one of his bigger hits which i think is pretty i don't think that's ever going to happen again yeah just uh you know there's the personal connection and then there's the um, the musical respect that i have for lightfoot and john one of the toughest things is taking the music that we may have regarded as formative to growing up and making it real for your kids oh yeah uh, no question and uh it's been a real bond for us I would say our family is pretty musical. And so singing in the car was something we did. Singing around the campfire is something that we do. We do that. We've always done that. So Gord provided a vehicle for that. And then by an amazing happenstance and maybe my uh, persistence, I, I got to meet him. And Barry Harvey opened that door, the late Barry Harvey. 
who I'm forever grateful to because he, he didn't think I was a crazy nut fan. And then he got to know our family. And I mean, I can remember so many times when the, these guys were just, uh, what, seven and five or six and four or whatever. They were just little, little guys. And he made time for him after a show. Um, he grew to know my kids. And I think that's kind of why when we proposed this idea of doing a documentary film when he went to back to Great Britain and the Irish Isles, he didn't resist it. He embraced it. None of us knew what the hell we were going to come out of this thing. We took a film crew over there and said, well, okay, let's, let's do this. And Bailey and Brady came up with this, which I think is an amazing thing because I didn't have anything to do with the editing or the, the story. The story came from a generations way younger than me and told this story from their hearts. And that's what comes through. Am I wrong on the number, John, that you have attended some 600 Gordon Lightfoot concerts? And that might be pushing the envelope. I, I, my wife, God love her, she's, she was in the movie, she mentions that I went 20 shows a year for, for I, there was a time I had no money and I didn't know these guys. So I kind of lost time, track. I lived in Texas. I still followed his career. But I think the numbers are substantial. I would say closer to maybe 400 shows is more realistic. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to embellish it, but it was a hell of a lot of shows. <laughs> and I enjoyed every one of them. Bailey, I, as you and I were sharing before this conversation, um, I did a radio documentary about Gordon Lightfoot, and I'm fascinated by his work, and I'm fascinated by him. But I found him to be, the word I would use, unknowable. I found him to be a mystery. I'm wondering what your thoughts on that might be. Well, that's interesting because I think actually Brady might be the better person to ask about that. I was, I, I understood him as very shy, um, very private, maybe a little bit expressing himself through music and still waters kind of run deep. That was, we always kind of had a little bit of a distance. But Brady and like they really had a nice click. And I think that as as our documentary and our story developed, like we got closer and closer to him and who he was. And so by the end of our story, of our filming, you know, he said, you know, you want to take a back or uh, walk on the back, you know, 40 kind of walking around and really let us into his life in a sweet, sweet way. But it took us seven years. <laughs> okay, well, then let me ask Brady about that, that um, he's not the only musician, and it seems to be musicians more than any other artistic discipline that I have profiled, where I have found, they'll honestly say, look, I put it all in my lyrics, I put it all in my music, I got nothing to say here. Yeah, you know, that's that was definitely his uh, his his vibe that he would put out, you know, he lets the music speak for itself and you know he you know he spends the guy's a, a workaholic i mean i don't i don't think i've ever talked to anyone that that worked harder than lightfoot on his craft so you know you spend eight to ten hours a day writing music you know you walk out of that room i've, I've been there you walk out you're like you know what i don't i don't think i'm going to talk to anyone right now i need to go you know just decompress but um it, it's funny though when i interviewed him the, I interviewed him twice. The first time was uh, at uh, some college in Michigan. He was right before one of his shows. And 
yeah, he's known me since I was, you know, a small, small child. I remember him being at our house years and years ago. I was probably in kindergarten and he came out and, you know, I just remember him saying, well, how you doing? You know, it was, you know, like this five-year-old, like, Hey, Mr. Lightfoot. But, um, but we sat down and, um, you know, we got to talking and, you know, I, you know, I'm not a, a professional journalist, right? So I'm just, I have a list of questions and somehow we get on the, the topic of music theory, right? Which is something that, you know, as a musician, I, I'm a music theory nerd and, and so is Lightfoot. So he's probably spent way too much time sitting there talking about music theory. None of it could be used in the documentary, but I feel like that opened, it sort of uh, gave us something to bond over. And then after that, he was much more relaxed. And that interview, he, he has some really, we got some really good stuff from that interview. And then that set up the second interview post-COVID at his house. Um, and that was just uh, me and our cinematographer and our editor went and visited his house. And we thought we were going to get maybe an hour if we're lucky, you know, because he's he's tired and he's, you know, it's the middle of the day. And he, we ended up, being there for almost what three hours or so we got done with got done with the first you know the interview part we're getting ready we're like okay i think it's it's time to go and he's like you guys want to get the tour and so he takes and he really you know it was it was less like i'm an i'm a journalist interviewing this person trying to get some sound bites or trying to get you know some hard-hitting take it was more conversational and i think that that was sort of refreshing to him just to be talking to this person um, these people that have put in a, a labor of love trying to really focus on his writing and his impact on fans, not the ups and downs of his career. He is uh, he is very reserved, um, but uh, but when he's comfortable, he's he's really great. He's very genuine. Thanks so much for this.